This podcast is brought to you by everythingvoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. If you're new here, let me tell you what this podcast is all about. This podcast is an exploration of logical fallacy, cognitive bias, stoicism, and life pro tips. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy. Hello, welcome to the podcast. We're going to look at a few to several life pro tips. These ones I think will be pretty good, depending on how long we take. We'll either go through three, four, or five of them. Um, I actually had seven or eight pulled up I really liked, and I had to eliminate some. So uh, anyway, here we go. Here's the first one. Pay attention to how people talk about others. They will talk about you the same way. This is by George4803. Of course, I'll link to it in the description. They go on. It says, if someone enjoys to tell others secrets, they will tell yours to others. If someone speaks ill of someone behind their back, they'll speak ill of you too. Pay attention to people's behavior. Paying attention to people's behavior is extremely important. This is this is really, really good. And I've known people that were very mum about their opinions of others, whether they be shared friends or shared acquaintances, or even people I don't even know. And then there are people that are much more... Uh, gossipy. They're much more talkative about other people who they have relationships with. Um, and it's typically in a negative light. It's not it, what, at least the ones I've known, it, it hasn't typically been, you know, uh, positive things. It's not, it, and it's not, it's, it hasn't been necessarily out of malice. It's probably more out of, I mean, yeah, there has been some of that, but it's probably been more out of, just needing to vent, right, because of an annoyance or something, and they find that you're somebody they can do that with. But it's it seems likely that if they're uh, constantly venting or feeling annoyed by the things that other people do, you're probably one of those people. And they're probably venting about you to other people. And there's probably people who also uh, spill secrets, as well. If somebody is, you know, oh, I heard this or I heard that, or oh, they told me this in confidence, let me tell you, then it's probably true that if you confide in them, that they will not hold uh, the secret or the confidence or the trust or whatever that, that you expect them to. I think, I think that, like this person says, it is important to pay attention to how other people behave, uh, the things that they do, right? And then Think about it. Think about what that might portend to um, the way they do things when you're not around. All right, let's 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 go to the next one. This is by Kataha24. If you read, hear, or see something and immediately get defensive, stop and evaluate your response to address any closed-mindedness. Um, I would even say to address any other possible reason of, of why 
you're getting defensive. It may not be closed-mindedness. It may, in many cases, it may be undealt with PTSD. It may be that whatever you're reading or hearing or seeing is, is you know, having a real cycle is, is a real psychological trigger for you. And you may not even know why. And that, that's kind of a different, that's kind of a different thing. Um, that's, I guess, if you get anxious, right? If you, if you, your cortisol immediately spikes, that sort of thing, your heart starts to be faster. What this is talking about is more just, um, more just an intellectual, intellectually defensive, I guess. So let's, let's back away from that other thing and come back to this. <laughs> um, when I, when I read get defensive, where my mind went was like, uh, physiologically defensive, like, you know, the, the heart, the heart, the adrenaline, the cortisol, whatever it may be, that's, that's your body preparing to defend itself. Right. Um, so that's, <laughs> but that's, I don't believe that's what's meant. Let's, let's read further. Um, while you may feel strong in your convictions, that feeling is an indication you never allowed yourself a chance to open your mind to something new. To be defensive is to react with an overprotective mentality in a situation that perhaps doesn't warrant it. There are instances where even I will think, how could someone think that? But acknowledging that everyone's experiences are different will make you a more tolerant person. To resist, <clears throat> excuse me, to resist and deny something because you disagree is ignorant. Don't invalidate and undermine someone's experiences because you don't feel the same. Remember, conflict does not have to be resolved when parties concede that there's only one truth. Agree to disagree. There are, of course, exceptions, for example, when discussing facts. I think this is especially important today as there's a growing need to question how credible our sources of information are. This can be dangerous at an extreme level where we are unknowingly intolerant because hegemonic structures affirm our beliefs while rejecting counter-narratives. While it might sound like common sense, just because the majority believe in something doesn't mean it's right. This is the premise of argumentum ad populum. If many believe so, it is so. Which is a logical fallacy, I'm sure. We'll, excuse me, we'll get to one day. Um, this is this is really good. And let me amend what I said at the beginning. This defensiveness, this intellectual defensiveness, when you feel when you feel like your worldview is being attacked, this can also produce physiological defensiveness, right? It can get the heart pumping. I know that when I've been in arguments or conversations with people. I can get, I can feel that way. I can get heated. And you know, obviously that doesn't prove they're right or anything like that, but it can, it does mean that I am, or at least my body subconsciously or unconsciously or whatever is feeling threatened. And I don't know, maybe just, you know, being involved in discussing your, you know, what you think in, in certain ways, maybe that can reduce, uh, the instances of that. I mean, if you're somebody who's never really, if you're somebody who's never, you never uh, physically spars with somebody, and then all of a sudden you're you're feeling physically threatened. That can be a much more stressful situation, and I think it's it's probably the same with like intellectual sparring, right? It, it's it's if you're not used to challenging other people's ideas and having your own ideas challenged in that in that sort of uh, conversational or argumentative or debate type of way, then yeah, it, it can be very stressful. Um, and I don't know if, if this, this I think is talking about something more broad, you know, just happen to read something, right? It's like, it's very, it's very easy right now to see what, what a controversial person, somebody like Donald Trump is, 
right? And it's very easy to see that he does a lot of, um, what's the word? What's the kind word? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of strange, trollish type behavior that comes from him. Whether it's answering questions at a press thing or uh, he's tweeting it out on Twitter, whatever it whatever it happens to be. But there still are a lot of people, there's still a lot of thoughtful, intelligent people that consider themselves Trump supporters. And it's easy to just dismiss them, right? You can just dismiss them or try to dismiss them as a racist or a bigot. But then you stumble across somebody who you wouldn't expect to be a big Trump supporter, such as there's this this guy on Facebook. He's a black guy. His or not on Facebook on YouTube, and his YouTube channel is The Officer Tatum. I think his name is Brandon Tatum. He used to be a police officer. He's a black guy, and in his videos, he's definitely a conservative type, and he's always wearing a MAGA hat. He's very outspoken. He's very extroverted. He's very intelligent, but he also is a Trump supporter. So it's one of those things. It's like rather than just dismissing, because he's probably not a racist, right? He probably doesn't hate um, people of color, quote unquote, uh, being a black guy. But so, you know, it's like, why do these people think this way? Right. So rather than being closed minded and just brushing them off with uh, an ad hominem. Right. It's probably beneficial, not not so much to change your mind, but to increase your understanding of how somebody or why somebody would support somebody like Donald Trump. Rather than just being dismissive, listen to what they had to say. And if you have an opportunity, ask them questions about it and not in a, I'm going to get you mentality or spirit, but in a, I want to understand where you're coming from. I personally have a hard time um, thinking anything positive about Donald Trump and subsequently anybody who supports Donald Trump. But I don't want to be so dismissive and close-minded. You tell me what it is you like about him. And then also tell me what, 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 it is, what, what problems you see with him. And what you think about those problems. Okay, a lot of, a lot of these folks I've seen, they acknowledge that the guy says crazy stuff. They acknowledge that he's a, he's a controversial person. And some of that they may just themselves dismiss as, as him just, uh, trying to get a rise out of other people. And some of it it's not so easy to dismiss that way. But just having conversations in a Socratic spirit and, Maybe not quite Socratic, because Socrates was more like, let me ask you these questions so that you can see the folly in what you're saying. But more, uh, I think it's partly that, but it's also in the spirit of trying to understand, right? We don't have to be the closed-minded, intolerant, dismissive ones. We don't have to be that way. We also don't have to go around accepting every crazy thing that anybody else says. We can use our judgment, and we can strengthen our judgment, I think, through discourse, through um, expanding our minds, through learning philosophy and, and other, other um, intellectual uh, disciplines, and we can broaden our worldview a bit. We, each of us can do those things. Nobody is, nobody is so incapable of doing those things. You could take the, the, the dumbest person, and they, they can learn to, to be more thoughtful about things and it would probably improve their intelligence. It would probably make them, I think, I think there is some elasticity there in everybody's minds. 
Okay. Let's go on to the next one. This one's really good and it's so important. Whenever this is by ASDFAG95. I think I've I recognize that name. Whenever you are angry, wait 15 minutes before saying or doing anything in response. That's it. He doesn't add any commentary to that, but this is extremely important. You can't I don't believe that you can make a situation better by responding in anger to whatever's happening. So whenever you're feeling angry, um, whether it's at a situation, you know, something happens, you're making something and something breaks, some hard work has just gone down the drain, or somebody else is doing something that's making you angry. And in my case, it's been my children, right, when they're little. Um, don't yell, don't scream, don't swear, don't hit, walk away, okay? And you probably have a partner or somebody around that you can say, I, I need some time by myself. Can you take over here in the, in the example of kids or something? And if not, you can throw on a YouTube video or something. You can, you can get them squared away quickly and then leave, walk outside, go outside, sit on the grass, sit somewhere, just breathe. Because when you're angry, you're not going to do anything that will be helpful. You're not going to do anything that will not on some, to some degree be traumatic for your kids. Reacting in anger is not helpful. And even, even if it's a project or something you've been working on and you make a mistake and now you've lost time and resources, getting angry and sort of flipping out, you're probably going to damage some more stuff and make the problem worse. So whatever it is, if you're feeling angry, if that's bubbling up, leave. Go somewhere else. Probably the best advice I ever received. So... Probably some of the best uh, advice this person's ever received, and now they and we are passing it on. All right, we got more time. Okay, this one's good. This one's by Juan Ortega Navarro. Always admit when you don't know something or ask if you don't know something. In real life, people are more likely to explain to you what you don't know instead of calling you an idiot. That's, uh, that's absolutely true. One of, the, one of the most useful things to you that you can master is acknowledging when you don't know something, especially not, or just, just as importantly, not especially, but just as importantly, uh, with other adults as it is for your own kids. You don't have to be Mr. Know-it-all with your kids. In fact, if you don't know something, it gives you an opportunity to sit down with them and figure it out together. And that can be an incredible experience, even if it's as simple as a Google search or a Wikipedia search. You look it up together, you read about it together, you watch a YouTube video together, whatever it is, now you're bonding, you're learning it together. Now you have this shared knowledge, you have this connection. That happens a lot with me and my kids. I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but my kids don't go to school. We are what you call unschoolers. So their lives are very intertwined with my own because I see them a lot. They're not gone for so long. I'm not gone for so long with my employment. We're together a lot. And it's several times a day. It's, you know, questions being asked about things. And if it's something that I can explain, I'll explain. If it's something I can't, then I'll say, hey, let's let's look it up. And that might be a Google search. It might be Wikipedia. It might be YouTube. And, you know, they'll sit here in my office, either on my lap or, you know, if it's my little daughter or in a separate chair or whatever, and we'll look it up and we'll watch it together. We'll figure it out together. Those are those are great moments. But when it comes to um, this sort of thing with other adults, it's it's really the same thing. It's you know I don't I don't really have a full understanding of that. Can you can you explain it to me? And now you're probing them, 
and they're sharing their knowledge with you. And that also has the added benefit of endearing them to you. I don't know why that is, but when, when people are being asked about things that they know and they're able to explain it, that, um, that, 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 that's a bonding moment between you two. So it's okay if you don't know something. It really is. Um, it's a, it's a trope on television, right? Somebody doesn't know something and it, you know, they pretend to know it. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's how it should be in real life. I think in every case, whether it's with adults or kids or teenagers or whatever, it, it will be better. It will turn out better for you and for them if you say you don't know and then you, and then you work together to figure it out. I mean, those are just, those are opportunities and, uh, you know, you really, you really shouldn't let those, uh, go by just because you, you know, you're not, you don't want to admit that you're, you're ignorant about something, I would say. All right. Let's go on to one more. This is by the Joel of men. Know when it's time to move on from your job. If the culture is in decline, if you're not learning anything, if you're bored and growth is slowing, keep your eyes open for the next opportunity. Starting something new always entails some risk and uncertainty, but you'll likely rise to the occasion and stay longer and staying longer will probably drag you down. This one hits very close to home, like like other ones have here, which is probably why I was drawn to it. Uh, five years ago, I left a job at a software company for this very reason. I was bored. I wasn't growing. It was becoming difficult to find things to do because it just was not much of a challenge for me anymore. The, the tasks that I had were easily completed. I was in software testing and it just, it just wasn't serving me very well. Yeah, it was, it was paying the mortgage and it was providing health insurance, but that was it. And mentally, I just could not take it anymore. So I had the conversation with my wife and I said, you know, I just, I can't do this. And I don't think, I don't think I can, I can wait until I have something else. I think I just need to jump into the pool as it were of not being employed and then try to find something. Because I think if, if I'm, if I'm employed here and I'm looking for something, I'm not going to look as hard. She said, okay, let's, let's do what you need to do. So June, 2015, it was, I'm going to give you my two weeks notice. And I didn't have any prospects. I didn't have anything. I knew that I could always fall back into software, whether it was tech support or, or something a little more involved and tech support, you know, whatever it is, it's a growing industry. There's always, there's always opportunities, but I, I entered self-employment and I, I've been in self-employment ever since. And I've managed, we've managed. And right now I'm spending five to six hours, usually five hours a day, two to three at lunch and three in the evening delivering food. And I've really mastered the way to do that to really maximize my earnings and minimize my costs. So, you know, not only am I have a lot of time outside of, of work to do things like this, record these podcasts, spend time with my kids, spend time with my wife. But I also get, you know, because my job is driving around, picking up food, delivering it, you know, meals for, for people, for individual people and families, sometimes large catering orders to businesses. But I've got um, a Bluetooth earpiece in my ear playing uh, podcasts the entire time. And I can just push a button on and it'll pause and it'll play and it'll pause and it'll play. So if I'm talking to somebody, I can pause it, talk. When I'm done, I play it. I'm subscribed to 50 podcasts. I don't listen to every episode of every, every, uh, every one of them, but I listen to a lot. 
And that's not something you can do with a normal job, you know, unless it's a warehouse job or factory job or construction job where you're doing sort of these uh, rote type of things and you can just have a podcast in your ear. That's been absolutely fantastic. I've learned a lot. Um, so starting where I did five years ago and moving through some different things to where I am now, I don't know. I don't think this is forever. I don't know what the next opportunity will be, but this is serving me very well for now. So this, this, this turned out to be a very good move. I knew when it was time to move on and I moved on and it can be difficult. It can be a challenge, uh, but you can only grow from that. Okay. All right. Let's leave it there. Wow. We went through five life pro tips. Let's review. Pay attention to how people talk about others. They'll talk about you the same way. If you read, hear, or see something and immediately get defensive, stop and evaluate your response to address any closed-mindedness. Whenever you're angry, wait 15 minutes before saying or doing anything in response. Always admit when you don't know something or ask if you don't know something. In real life, people are more likely to explain it to you. Explain to you what you don't know instead of calling you an idiot. And know when it's time to move on from your job. These were all absolutely fantastic life pro tips. So I will leave you with them. I hope that they are helpful for you. And that's it. Have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast and everythingvoluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash EVC or paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Thank you.